Welcome. We are glad you are here with us on Brit David Podcast. Today, Pastor Tim shares a message from Revelation chapter 21, verse 9 through chapter 22, verse 5. A sneak peek into heaven. Pastor Tim asks the question, what will heaven be like? That is one of the most often asked questions. In this message, we get a sneak peek into heaven. Here's Pastor Tim. Hope you have your Bible today. If you'll take it, turn with me to Revelation chapter 21. As we've been talking about heaven these last few weeks, the one question that gets asked, it seems more than any other, is what will heaven be like? And really, the best, the best glimpse, I guess, that you get from that is in these final chapters of the whole Bible, the final chapters of the book of Revelation. And, and I say it's a glimpse because really that's all that it is. The description that we look at today is really just one celestial city, one city, New Jerusalem. The Bible says that it comes down out of heaven, and out of that one city you get an awful good look at what heaven itself is going to be like. So this is sort of a sneak peek if you will, into heaven. So those of you who cheat at Christmas time and try to peek into your presence, you'll know exactly what this passage is like today. There are some important features that we need to look at, and we've got a long way to go, so we're just going to jump right on into it. I want you to know several things today about heaven. I want you to know, first of all, that heaven is a real place. We continually say that, but it's important to point out because there are so many, especially in our society today, who say that, you know, you're just, you're just making something up. You just want to feel better. You just want to have something to look forward to. The reality is, is that the Bible says that heaven is indeed a real place. In fact, 36 times in the book of Revelation, John's going to write, I saw. I saw. This is what I saw. And Jesus tells John from the very beginning, all the way back in chapter number one, what you have seen, write in a book. And even in this chapter, we, uh, we get to see it a little bit right here ourselves. In fact, look, if you will, in verse number five, right there at the end, he says, write, for these things are faithful and true. In other words, what you're writing down, what you're seeing about heaven, this is true. This is real. In fact, at the very end of where we're going to finish today, we're going to finish in chapter 22. Look, if you will, down to verse number 6. He begins that by saying, these words are faithful and true. These are true things. They're true words. It reminds me of Jesus talking to his disciples and saying, I go to prepare a place for you. Remember that? But he said this, if these things were not so, I would have told you. So if heaven is not a real place, if it's just something that the disciples have kind of made up or somebody else has made up, Jesus said, I would tell you if this weren't true. But it is true. It is faithful. John, write down these things that you see from what he's going to refer to as New Jerusalem. I want you to notice where we begin today. We begin in verse number 9. And John is not going on this tour of heaven all by himself he has a tour guide, if you will. It's an angel that we have seen before. Notice what he says in verse 9. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues. So all of that was back in chapter 16 and chapter 17. So this is an angel that we've seen several chapters back. One of those angels came to me and talked with me and said, 
Come, I will show you the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the Spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. His invitation simply to say, Come, I will show you the bride. What's he talking about? He's not even talking so much about the physical place of heaven at this point. He is inviting him to come and see the church. What does the church look like? What do we look like now that we have gone on from this life and into the next? So John's going to get to see the church and he's going to get to see where they now live. So right off the bat, you need to know that this is a real place that John sees a real place that he's going to write about, a real place that we get to go someday. So heaven is a real place. Number two, I want you to see that heaven is a radiant place. It's a radiant place in this glimpse. I mean, as you begin to read through these verses, you see that it is is awesome. I mean, I don't know a better word to use than that, and it makes me not want to use the word awesome in any other context. You know, I mean, heaven is so awesome, it's so magnificent, it's so brilliant, it's so wonderful, it is so beautiful. And John has this impossible task, almost, of trying to describe for us what heaven's going to be like. And one of the things that he goes through in these next few verses is how it just radiates beauty, how it, how it radiates the glory of God. And there are a number of specific things that he has to say about that. Number one is it's the Shekinah that radiates the glory of God. Look where he left off. You know, verse number 10 begins the sentence, but it doesn't finish in verse 10. It continues on to verse number 11. And the first five words of verse number 11 says this, having the glory of God. So the very first thing, the first, the most overwhelming The most awesome thing that John sees when he sees heaven is what? It's the glory of God. It's the glory of God that stares him right in the face. Now, the Old Testament word that we use for that is Shekinah. Shekinah is not really a word that you find in your concordance necessarily anywhere, but it's used a number of times in the Old Testament to describe the presence of God. When the presence of God is somewhere, what is it like? And it always describes it in terms of shining brilliance, of bright light, uh, of something that is wonderful. The, 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 The word for Shekinah literally means he calls to dwell. So it's God dwelling with his people in glory. And it's magnificent the things that he has to say. It is the the manifest presence of God always and continually being around you. It is the personal presence of God. No wonder you see his glory. But notice how it's described. Look, if you will, there, verse number 11. He says, Having the glory of God and her light was like a most precious stone Like a jasper stone. Now, let me stop there for just a moment. We think of a jasper stone, typically we think of that translucent green stone, right? Sometimes there's also a jasper stone that is opaque and it's blood red. You know, there's there's some great things that you could say about that. 
But that's not the kind that he's talking about here, is it? Look at it. He describes it himself. He says it's like a jasper stone, but it is clear as crystal. It sounds almost like something that's in the diamond family, doesn't it? And when you begin to see what happens as that continues to, like a, like a cut diamond just radiates light everywhere and in all directions, that's what you begin to see in these verses. Look down, skip down for just a moment. Look at verse number 23. This light that is so bright, it's like a, like a we, we would just use it, the diamond's light. We would just say it that way. It says, the city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it. Look at this. For the glory of God illuminated it, and the Lamb is its light. We're going to discover later on, in heaven there's no need for the sun. No need for the moon. There's not going to be nighttime there. It's always light. Where does the light come from? It doesn't come from the sun. It comes from the glory of God. Step back with me all the way to the beginning of your Bible. What day of the creation week is light created? So day number one, right? And what day of the week is the sun created? It's created on day number four. Where did the light come from for the first three days? It's the same light. It's the glory of God that illuminates that place and gives off its light. It's the Shekinah glory of God, the glory of the sinless, spotless Lamb of God that allows people to know and to see. It's the Shekinah that radiates the glory of God. Secondly, it's the sights, the sights in heaven that radiate the glory of God. As we, as we continue to read, we begin to read about walls and gates and these different things about the city itself. But I want you to see that the wall is not there to keep bad people out. <laughs> well, there ain't no bad people there, right? It's not there to keep bad people out. So why have this great big wall? It gives glory to God. That's what it's for. And plus, it reminds the people that are on the inside that they are eternally secure being on the inside. Let's read about it. Look, if you will, in verse number 12. He says in verse 12, And she had a great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates, the names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel, three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, three gates on the west. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates and its wall. And the city is laid out as a square, and its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. Then he measured its wall. 144 cubits according to the measure of a man that is of an angel. And the construction of the wall was jasper. And the city was pure gold like clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper. The second sapphire. The third chalcedony. The fourth emerald. The fifth sardonyx. The fifth sardius. The, or the sixth sardius. The seventh chrysolite. The eighth beryl. The, the ninth topaz. The tenth chrysophase. The eleventh jacinth. And the twelfth amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each individual gate 
was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. Man, now that's a sight, isn't it? It's incredible, incredible description of the beauty of that. Let's go back and talk about some of those things. We mentioned the wall, that there's this wall around the city. In verse number 12, the Bible says that it is great and high. Well, it sure is by the time that this angel measures it, even though it's made out of this jasper stone. The height of that wall, he says, is 1,500 miles. It's going to go all the way up to the very tip top of this city. But notice the width of the wall, how deep this wall goes. He says it's 144 cubits. What in the world is that? I don't know what a cubit is. Well, a cubit is about 18 inches. So you're talking about 216 feet. You're talking about 72 yards. That's the thickness of the wall. Let's put it in perspective a little bit. This, uh, oh, and by the way, before you say, well, that's not real. That's not real. That's, that's the angel that's measuring it with his golden lampstand. Well, in verse 15, it said it's according to the measure of a man. His measurements are the same as our measurements. He wants you to know how big this is, right? So our sanctuary is about 49 feet in width, all right? So if we took one sanctuary and then we put it, let's say we took this and then we put another one over here to my left, all right? Just right, right there side by side. And then we took another one and we put it side by side. And then we took another one and we put it side by side. Let me tell you, by the way, where we are. We're through the grass, across the road, across the automotive service place. Uh, we're across West Britt David Road. We're through the woods and we're to the, to the left field fence of the ball field. And we're still 20 feet short of how thick the wall is in heaven. That's a big old wall, isn't it? If it's there to remind me that I am eternally secure, I feel pretty secure with a wall like that. Listen, and the Bible says that these walls have gates that are in them. Well, the gate has to at least go all the way through the wall, right? So that means that this gate is 72 yards wide. He said it's made out of one pearl. One pearl. Yeah, that's a pearl. Wear that on your necklace. <laughs> right? And this thing is huge. Which means then if it's 72 yards wide, most pearls are circles or spheres, it's probably 72 yards tall. Right? This place is massive. Listen, not only does he measure the walls and he measured the gates, the Bible says that he also measured the city. He said when he measured the city, the city, first of all, is set forth in a, in a square. Because it's set forth in, in a square, at least the, the city itself, really we're going to see it's a cube. But it's set forth in a square, that means that it's the same width, the same length, and then the same height, right? Well, what does he say about that? He says that it is 1,400 miles. I mean, sorry, it's four. It's 1,500 miles. He says it's the 12,000 furlongs. I'm getting my things mixed up. 1,500 miles. So if it's 1,500 miles wide, it's 1,500 miles long, it's 1,500 miles high, that means that if you put one corner of this city in Columbus, Georgia, 
Then another corner goes to Phoenix, Arizona. And then another corner goes down to San Jose, Costa Rica. And that's just the first floor. Now it's 1,500 miles high. Listen, 1,500 miles high from sea level, the first seven miles of our atmosphere is called the trophosphere. And then you move into the stratosphere. After about 30 miles, then you enter the mesosphere and then the thermosphere. So at that point, by the time you get to the end of the thermosphere, you're only 440 miles high. By the way, the International Space Station flies at 220 miles high. So we're past that, and we've still got over 1,000 miles to go. This is a big place. What I'm telling you is this. It's not only the sights that radiate the glory of God. It is the size that radiates the glory of God. You say, Tim, yeah, but listen. If there's a city that stretches from here to Phoenix to Costa Rica and it's 1,500 miles tall, there's no way that it can stay on the earth and the earth keep rotating. We're not talking about this earth. We're talking about a new heaven and a new earth. Don't suppose that the, the, that the, that the rules for now are the rules for then. I don't know how that's going to work. And it doesn't say that it begins on the earth It goes out into heaven. We're using that just simply so we can get an idea maybe of how big it is. It didn't come from here and go to there. It starts there and it comes to here. That's where it is. The size of heaven is enormous. Somebody who is way smarter than me has said that heaven and the dimensions that's given in the Bible, this one city in heaven could house over 100 billion people, and each of those 100 billion people would have more than 75 acres to themselves. Some of you people don't like to be around other people. You're going to like heaven a lot. (laughs) Listen, the population of earth today is only about 7.6, I think is where we are now, 7.6 billion, and it'll hold 100. Listen, God didn't just make heaven big enough for everybody. He made it big enough to display His glory. But at the same time, heaven's big enough for everybody. Everybody ought to want to go to heaven. Because everybody can go to heaven if they want to. Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim shares the conclusion to the message from Revelation chapter 21, verse 9, through chapter 22, verse 5, a sneak peek into heaven. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. The address is churchoffice at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.